Terrible Teacher, Chapter 5 As I entered my classroom, I found Mr. Topping sat at his desk marking books. He looked up at me as I entered and greeted me. Good morning, how are we today? We is okay, I grinned back. We always greeted each other like this every morning when I dropped off the register. Anything to report today for the classes he quizzed? Again, something else he asked me every day at this time. Well, Mrs. Roberts and Miss Dalton were arguing about sand and reception. They were having a competition to see who could build the best sandcastle. Mrs. Entwistle in class 3 was playing on a time table game on the computer and Miss Harold was stood shaking her head behind her, telling her to get on with some work. And Mr. Fraser... Pause. Yes, Mr. Fraser, came the reply. Mr. Tupping suddenly put down his pen, swiveled around in his chair, and gave me his full attention. Go on. I stood there, unsure of what to say. He might think I'm a little crazy if I told him what I saw. Well, it sounds a bit daft, but something strange happened in class four. I proceeded to tell him what I'd seen, the smoke in the cupboard, the note on the desk, and the terrible way he spoke to me. Don't worry too much about the way he speaks to you. He's like that with everyone, even the other teachers. But this note intrigues me. Why does he need to order gas canisters? Very interesting. What about him wanting to get revenge on you? I asked. Oh, I won't worry about that. That's something that's been going on for ages between us. Nothing new there. And as you said, he's meeting a Mr. Smith at 1pm today. That's what his note said, I answered. Interesting. Very interesting indeed, came the response, and he rubbed his chin. Please keep this information to yourself for now. I need to find out some further information about this Mr. Smith. With that, he rose from his chair and left the class, heading down the corridor towards the staff room in the offices. I did as he asked, but said nothing to anyone, merely sitting in class waiting for the rest of the children to arrive. As the bell rang, everyone else filed into class and sat down. Suddenly the door opened and Mrs Garner marched in the way she did. Right, children, could you please sit down? Mr Topping has an important meeting for a little while, so I will take the register and start you off on your math lesson today. We all sat down and no one else seemed to wonder where Mr. Tupping was, but I knew it must be something to do with what I'd told him. As soon as I'd told him, he was out of the room, and now he had an important meeting. Too much of a coincidence, I thought. Mrs. Garner completed the register, found out what we wanted for our dinner, and then collected any letters or messages. Well, can you take the register to the office for me? I can, but it's normally Steve's job. Not today. I have asked you. I stood up and walked to the front of the class. I passed Steve. I think he will be upset. But no, not Steve. He was so laid back he could potentially fall over. He just shrugged his shoulders as I passed him, giving off a, it's fine, don't worry about it, kind of vibe. I left the classroom and headed towards the office. I peered into Mr Fraser's room to see if there was any further smoke, but nothing seemed out of the ordinary. Just a lot of children sat working in silence. No change there then. I knocked on the office door and entered to see two ladies sat talking at their desks. 
These were the two Bevs, the secretaries. Bev one did not like being called a secretary. I'm a school administrator, she would say. Bev two had sat serenely in her chair, talking to a line of parents at the glass window. She was like the first line of defence to protect teachers from angry adults. Today, a parent was complaining about children watching films in class instead of doing maths or English. She wished to speak to Mrs Garner, but as she was covering in my class, there was little chance. Next was a lady called Emma, who oversaw the PTA, the Parent Teacher Association. She was a little crazy and currently threatening the office staff with a giant water gun. She was planning on having a giant water fight on the field and thought it was a good idea to test it out. The two Bevs did not look too impressed, and Bev too hastily closed the window to avoid a soaking. I left the office and passed the head teacher's office. As I went by the door, it swung open and Mr. Tuffing was stood there. He beckoned me in. Quick, Layla, in here. I expected other people to be in the office if there was a meeting, but he was on his own. He was jumping around overly excited about something. Is everything okay? I asked cautiously. Am I in some sort of trouble? No, not at all. Come and sit down. I sat down on one of the pink office chairs, Mrs Garner's favourite colour, and anxiously waited for Mr Topping to tell me what was going on. Right, what am I going to tell you? You may find very shocking and hard to believe. I trust that you will keep it a secret. Can I rely on you, Layla? Er, yes, I replied. A little unsure of what was to follow next. I'm serious, Layla. You have to tell no one about this. Okay, and I won't tell anyone. I answered, sounding a little more confident this time. Excellent. Right, where do I begin? I'm a spy. I knew it, I blurted out. I suspected you, guess. And after what you told me this morning, I decided to tell you what's going on. I sat eagerly waiting to hear the next part of the story. I was no longer swinging on the pink of his chair, but now sat bolt upright. I've been a spy for many years. I'm currently working undercover in this school. This confused me. If he was not a real teacher, how did he manage to plan all the lessons and teach them effectively? Surely not just make this up as he went along. I quizzed him about this. No, I was originally a teacher. But through a series of strange events, I was enlisted in the secret service of Her Majesty's government. Since then, I've been a teacher, and during my non-teaching time and holidays, I'm a spy. Mrs. Garner knows all about this and is very supportive. She's got my back. There is a devious plan afoot, and it's vital that I act soon, or there could be dire consequences. Dire consequences? That seemed a little over the top for our school. So... Did you save the Prime Minister from a deadly attack from a hideous villain last summer? I did, Emma replied. The Count is an evil overlord, and his plans need foiling all the time. It's a good job I have so many holidays a year. I laughed at this. I knew teachers had a lot of holidays, but I assume they spent them planning and going on holiday, pottering around in their sheds or going to the pub. I did not expect them to be stopping evil tyrants during the summer break. So, who is this Count? I inquired. He's an evil man. His goal is to cause chaos in the world and watch as people panic in his wake. He is a master of disguise, and finding him is extremely difficult. Have you ever met him? No, never. No one knows his true identity. 
catch the carnage he leaves behind. That is his greatest attribute. No one can catch him as no one knows what he looks like. He has many henchmen who carry out his dastardly deeds. That leads me to why I'm intrigued by your story earlier on. I believe that a certain teacher in this school could be working for the Count to be part of the evil plan he has concocted. I gave Mr. Topping a knowing smile. I knew exactly who he was on about. It would appear Mr. Fraser is ordering gas canisters with school money, might I add, and some plan. My surveillance has led me to believe that he's plotting something involving an attack on a public area, potentially involving a higher-ranking member of Parliament or the royal family. Your information this morning led me to think that this may be a gas attack and he's preparing it here in school. You've got to be joking. I wish I was. Fraser has always been a little bit dodgy. and He's not very nice to kids, but this won't surprise me at all. Gas canisters, smoke from his stockroom in a mysterious meeting today. Something is amiss here, and I need to find out what. That is why I need your help. Me? What can I do? I've worked it out. You're going to be my spy. Fraser won't trust me in the slightest, but you, you could be very handy in all this. I've spent the last few months building the trust of my class. That is my job, to make people trust me. I'm sorry I haven't been completely honest, but I hope you understand why. I nodded, still a little dumbfounded by what I was hearing. It's a little too dangerous for you to be involved in this on your own, so I think you will need some help. Is there anyone else in class who you know who you can trust? Three or four people who you and I can rely on. I know just the people, I replied. I immediately thought of Rebecca. She could be relied on for anything. She was my best friend, and we trusted each other with everything. We spent all our time together, and I would find it hard not to tell her about any of this. Next would be Lorraine. She was a little daft at times, but could always be relied on. She wanted to be in the Navy when she grew up, so a secret mission would be perfect for her. Laura would also be perfect. She was nice and caring, loved dogs, and her kind attitude would keep her safe. Finally, I would have to pick Steve. He was always calm at a crisis, with his laid-back attitude. Any problem, whether he could sort it or not, Steve would always make us feel better. I mentioned these characters to Mr Topping, and he agreed. That's a good team you've got there. Good, loyal friends. Right, let's get down to business.